So the big question is, how do healthcare experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you are a physical therapist, a dietitian, an occupational therapist, a chiropractor, MD, or other healthcare expert, this is for you. My name is Javier Carlin, and welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that I'm currently using to grow my own business and to help you grow yours, using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. And today I'm excited to bring you a very special guest, an incredible human, Morgan Meese. Morgan is a physical therapist and the owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based practice where she offers wellness and PT services. She is also the creator of the group called DPT to CEO, where she helps therapists start and grow a successful solo practice in 90 days or less and find the joy in therapy again. Morgan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. It's always so much fun talking. And we talked for like 15, 20 minutes before this episode. It's always really nice catching up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's always fun to hear, you know, like the projects that you're working on. And then also like, we were just talking about our little like personal projects, like Javi and I are kind of like long distance accountability partners. So <laughs> working on a lot of things. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we can talk about what we were working on a little bit more because it, it's so important, right? It, it's really mm-hmm. a, a part of life that when we get into business, we either forget about or we just kind of push to the side, but it is very important. And we'll, we'll dive into that now. I think it'll be fun to talk about that. But Morgan, would you mind sharing with everyone who's listening a little bit about you, your backstory? and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Morgan Meese, doctor of physical therapy, and I have kind of like a special interest in like the CrossFit world, health and wellness, fitness coaching. And that's what I got into when I first started my practice a couple years ago. And so I graduated from PT school in 2018, which feels like a million years ago now. But I left school, I got my first like brand new full time job in an outpatient clinic and quickly realized it was not for me, not what I wanted to be doing. And I tried out some home health as well. But I just kept wanting to deliver care in the way that felt best for me, you know, in a one to one setting. And I also really missed working with athletes. And so that's why I decided to start my own practice. I started operating out of a CrossFit gym. And about six months into that, the pandemic started, which was a fun twist for a new business owner. And I know a lot of people here probably are dealing with the same thing, you know, over the past year. But I quickly transitioned my like all in-person, like athlete-based practice to telehealth online stuff. And I saw a bunch of my athletes online. It went way better than like any of us thought, which was really, really cool. And since then, I've had a lot of like friends, colleagues ask about how to start a business, how to start their own practice. And so I've been doing a mix of both over the past year and a half or so now, both working with my patients online and in my garage gym now, which is also something new and different. 
and then helping other therapists and clinicians just like me get started with their own solo practice and start working directly with their patients. I love that. You know, I think, I mean, there's so many takeaways from your story and I feel what would be really helpful for everyone to understand was like, what was that transition like going from, you know, especially being forced into it with the pandemic, going from like in-person you know, and working with the people that you were working with and then transitioning them over to online and and virtual telehealth. What was that like and how did you work that? Well, it's definitely a little bit of trial and error because telehealth was like, I think it's definitely like a lot more common now, but you know, even like a year ago, it's still something like pretty new to a lot of people. So definitely a lot of trial and error. But for me, at least, it wasn't a huge difference to flip between doing in-person stuff and online stuff because like I'm a pretty like exercise-based therapist. Like I might do like a couple minutes of manual stuff here and there, but like a lot of what I do and the people that I typically work with They are familiar with exercise. They might have some of their own equipment at home as well. And so basically, like I just went from being like live in person with them and being able to offer any tactile cueing to getting a lot better at cueing with words, becoming much better at communication. And we were basically able to just do everything virtually. Some of my patients required like a little bit more help in getting online and some of like the tech stuff and everything. But honestly, it went a lot better than I thought it would. Like telehealth had always been something that I was like semi-interested in, but I didn't really know how it would work. And then I started following Rob Vining and listening to a lot of like his telehealth stuff. And I was like, okay, all right, everybody, we're trying this. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. It's just been a learning experience. And I would say like the one thing that surprised me too was that for a lot of patients, it's actually like a lot more convenient and like people are even like more willing to potentially pay cash for services because it's so fast, you know, and it's so convenient and they can get the help that they need you know, despite having a super busy life. So yeah. Yeah, that's big. And I feel like it's interesting because we pride ourselves on, you know, like, oh, like, uh, you know, I spend more time with you. And at the end of the day, I think people and it's like there's in all spectrums, right, whether it's health and and wellness and anything else in life, like we were moving more towards convenience. Like, how can it be more convenient for me? How can it be faster? How can I get it now? (laughs) Right? We have like Amazon (laughs) Prime. I think that's what we're finding is people actually, once they get past that initial block of like, oh, this is different. Like, is this actually going to work? Even, well, I I feel like number one, we have to believe it's going to work, right? Yeah, (laughs) Before before they do. But that's amazing. And so are you still working with people online as well in your practice or has, did it shift back to like in person? Yeah, I'm about 50-50 right now. And typically the way that I do things is I'll get, you know, an initial like new patient inquiry and I'll do the evaluation in person if somebody is local and kind of like figure out with the patient what they're looking for, what kind of delivery of services would work best, best for both of us in order to get the result, the outcome that the patient is looking for, like you were just saying. So like my personal little mini caseload that I have right now is about half and half. I have three people that come in to see me on like a different basis. Like one person is every week. Then I have a couple people who come in like once a month. And then I just transitioned one person to solely online. And I have another client that I've been working with online for a little over a year now. And so like for me, the biggest thing has always been what you're saying, you know, like what is best for the patient and what's going to help them get the results 
the quickest and in like the most desirable method possible because some people are super into like quick, convenient online, you know, it doesn't interrupt my life. But then I do have some patients who are like, you know, I really like coming to see you for an hour every week, you know, and leaving my house and doing something different. (laughs) And obviously like having equipment sometimes is really helpful too. So a little bit of a mix. Yeah, no, and that's awesome. I think the combination is really neat. And I feel like the one of the questions that many people have who are either doing, you know, a combination or are thinking about doing 100% online is the are the rates the same? Like, is that something and I know we can talk about quite a few different things. I know you love talking about marketing and offer creation and how to package up (laughs) services. So I think this would be really helpful for everyone to listen to as well. But in terms of like, what's the difference, if any, in how you market in person and online? And then is there a difference between how you package and offer your services as well when you are enrolling a new client? So yeah, well, First things first, like the sky's the limit. I am here to tell you, you can whip things up like however you see fit. As long as you can get your patient, your client results, like they don't really care how you get there. They just buckle in for the ride and you know, you're steering the ship and they come right along with you. And so the possibilities are really endless. And this is like one thing that I really love about kind of like designing your services and structuring them and everything is that you can be creative, you know, and figure out what's going to be the best solution to reach the result. And so I do get asked a lot, like, you know, should I price things differently, like whether it's in person or online? And I know people are going to hate this, but classic answer, it depends. (laughs) It depends on what you want. I personally price everything the same because it's easier for my brain. It's easier to keep track of. And whether I have more of like my rehab, like PT hat on or more of like my health coaching, like fitness programming hat on, I'm still the same person and I can still help you get the same result. So everything's basically priced the same. And I will either like bundle sessions together and kind of like use it as like a punch pass, like so to speak. Or one thing that I'm really excited about that I've started experimenting with is having some of my patients transition after like their initial plan of care into like a monthly maintenance program where I'm charging patients by the month, depending on the types of services that they're interested in, how much time I'm involved, what they want out of it. And that's been really cool. And so one thing that I've been working on with a few of my clients and kind of the layout of designing like cash-based or concierge-like therapy services or healthcare services that I really believe in, if all the people out there who are really into structure and lists like I am, this is for you, write this down. What I believe you should do and how you should structure things typically is have an initial evaluation price that allows you to do like a deep dive with the client or the patient and figure out what they're looking for, do all your assessments and everything. And then you can either choose to have them go into an initial plan of care if that's most appropriate to solve their like burning problem right now, typically an injury, or if they are looking for something that's like a little bit more wellness based and, you know, like strength building or working on barbell technique, you know, and other things outside of those topics, but something that's like a little bit more continuous and ongoing. 
then you could have them go into, like I mentioned, like a monthly like maintenance program and plan to work with them a little bit more long term. And so kind of having like those three things, I think allows you to best serve patients. It's a little bit like segmented, but you can move people through like the continuum of being in pain, you know, or being in a place where they're not really happy with what's happening (laughs) to helping them get to their dream state of, you know, being in better health, better fitness, and just overall better wellness. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And, And I know you're really big on helping the people that you help, the therapists that you help with you know, structuring these memberships and these continuity programs, what would that look like for someone? Like what is, and maybe just a simple example, because I I know you're really creative and and come up with some really amazing structures and, and offers. What would one potentially look like? What does that include? What is the person getting? How do you sell something like that? Yeah. So I guess like one example, we can talk about one of my patients and, you know, maybe we just call him John, but I've also been seeing John for two years on and off. So he's really cool. That's something that I just love about doing this, working with people like privately is you develop really amazing relationships. So Anyways, and so, they pay you, which is great. Yeah, also a good like, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have friends that pay me. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but so I would say with John, what I had him do this kind of time around, like the last time I saw him was last summer, and he just came back in March. And this was after he's had, I saw him like post-op after a knee surgery last year. And then this year, unfortunately, he got COVID and that really like threw him for a loop. And so he called me in March saying that like he was really suffering from kind of like cardiovascular issues. He just didn't feel like his like cardiovascular fitness was really up to par. Like he wanted to get back into exercising, but just like wasn't sure like what was safe or how quickly to progress things because he does have a history of going all in, even if it's not the best option for him. And he also had been struggling with a lot of knee pain that's held him back again, you know, from getting back into exercise. And so I had him come in for the eval, like I was saying, and then based on like what he had going on, what I decided was to see him for an initial eight sessions to see where we could get his fitness up to in those eight sessions. And then we could decide from there if he still wanted to work through barbell technique and getting back into the CrossFit gym was one of his goals. And he's also planning on doing a super long 10, 20 mile hike in Iceland in November. And so we wanted to make sure that he was good to go for that. And so that's basically like the way that I phrased it to him and the way that I typically phrase things to new patients when they come in for an eval now is we figure out what their burning problem is. Like what is the number one priority, the number one problem that you want to solve right now? What is it going to take to get there to get us to kind of like benchmark one? And then at benchmark one, we'll reevaluate and figure out where you're at what you've progressed, what still needs to be improved. And then we figure out the next plan. And kind of what I found as far as like sales go is that segmenting it like that 
and also having like a very honest discussion with the patient about like, this is what I feel like you need right now. And here's why this is what it looks like details, details. And then when we get to the end, we'll talk about things again and figure out if we want to continue or have you go and do stuff on your own. And like the more that I think you kind of lay out the vision for somebody about this is a plan. This is my estimated professional opinion and where we're going to go in order to fix your problem where you have little checkpoints along the way where like the other person does have the option, you know, to opt out if they don't want to do it anymore. Or like on the opposite side, you know, the option to say, yes, like I want to continue. I think laying out those options also really, really helps with the sale, which is really just getting somebody to say yes to fixing their problem. You know, so like, Mm -hmm. I think the clearer that you could be on that journey, the better. (laughs) And it's not too bad to have that conversation. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So like what I'm hearing is, and this is something that we did as well, is, is basically if we know that most of the patients that we work with, most of the clients that we work with, in order to maintain what we helped them accomplish initially, which is getting rid of their injury, becoming pain free again is that maintenance is one of the things that they can do to help themselves long-term. So if we already know that coming into it, why don't we create something like you said, like a membership program, continuity program, and there's so many different ways that can look like, but letting them know, you know, at that first visit, like what's going to happen at some point once they do feel better. And once they're back to doing X, Y, and Z, Hey, like the next step is to maintain it. Right. And this is what that Mm -hmm. might look like if you're interested in it. Right. So that, that makes perfect sense. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's all about setting expectations and giving clear instruction. Mm. Like the less surprises, the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. So I know, I'm, I'm not sure if you're doing this again, but I know you, right currently you're going through your 100 challenge and hearing you telling me all this amazing stuff that, that's been happening for the people that have been going through it. Like mm-hmm. what, the premise of that challenge. If, if you're going to do that again, let us know if you have an idea of when that's happening. And mm-hmm. like, basically, what's the one thing from that challenge? Because I know we've been talking about it quite a bit. Like what's if you had to break it down and sum it up to one thing that would help someone listening to this right now, what would that be? Well, that was a loaded question, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to kind of answer like the the first part of your question, the 100 challenge is an idea that I came up with a couple of months ago, and I talked about it in like a post that I did. But basically, in February, like I kind of hobby, and I'll talk about this later. But I, I started a hobby. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just give up all the business stuff I've done so far and started donut shop, like just completely different because I guess I just have the entrepreneurial bug and every opportunity that comes up, I'm like, hmm, how can I make this into a business? But I started making donuts and I was like, okay, like if I were going to make like a donut shop and run it out of my garage next to my mini PT clinic in my garage, how would I get customers? Like how would I get the word out there that I had this other cool business that I was doing? And basically I would just, I, I live just outside of Las Vegas right now my plan would be to tell every single person in the town I live in, in Las Vegas, I have a donut shop in my garage. (laughs) If you guys want homemade donuts, just tell every single person I possibly could. And that would be the first thing that I would do. And would it be a lot of work? Yes. But I would be super excited about what I was doing. And like, I would not be able to wait to tell as many people as I could. And so then, you know, kind of 
coming back to reality a little bit, you know, I was like, well, what's the difference between doing that and, you know, like getting the word out there about my PT practice or, you know, helping other people do the same thing for their practices. And so that's where the idea of the 100 challenge came from. And the basic, I guess, like premise of it, you know, is to generate 100 leads in 10 days. And it's all on you to generate 100 leads. And from that, you know, we do try to get patients and and get clients out of it. But really, like, the main goal is to kind of like get out of your head. And I've heard too many times from other clinicians who are struggling to get patients that what they do is sit by the phone and hope that somebody calls, hope that somebody emails and, you know, they're not getting any patients. And it just, it breaks my heart to hear that because we have so much to offer and I want everybody to have patience because there's so many people that we can help. And so like through the 100 challenge, I designed like the structure and the instructions for it to help you create a list of 100 people that you could reach out to. And all you have to do is contact 100 people. When we break like the expectations or assumptions that like something has to happen once you contact those people, I get worried about it. Other people get worried about it. What if that person doesn't like me? What if they don't respond? What if they aren't interested in working with me? And like a lot of those kind of like limiting beliefs will prevent us from even reaching out in the first place. And that can be a really hard cycle to break. And so by doing something like the 100, where it's like, okay, I'm going to talk to 100 people in 10 days. And that's your sole objective. And you have no expectations about like what's going to happen later on. You can really focus on spreading the word and the passion that you have about your practice or your donut shop. You can focus on your communication and make sure that you're getting across your message clearly. And then you just, you start to like shed all of these self-imposed barriers that you had before because you basically just rip the bandaid off, jump in the deep end and go for it. And really cool things can happen from that. I mean, so far, I was just telling Javi before we got on that we've already had so many people reach out in the past week and a half to, I mean, gosh, probably over like 500 people all in. And I've had at least a handful of people tell me that they've gotten multiple patients out of doing this. And there are people who haven't even completed the full 100 they're halfway through and they're like, I've already gotten like five new patients, you know, which is so cool. And it's really amazing to see that with a little instruction and a little checklist (laughs) and a little initiative to get things going, when you actually execute on something like this, it can do amazing things for your business, you know, and you're just like off to the races and going, you know, and so it's no more just sitting by the phone and like praying and hoping that somebody is going to call you you take that on and you make it happen. That's like one piece of advice that I would have for you. And what I like to tell people is like, you know, it's not never, never, never say, I cannot find a client. I cannot find a patient. No patients are contacting me. Boo hoo. Like, woe is me. Stop that noise right now. Instead, I want you to think, what can I do today to help myself find a patient tomorrow, you know, or how can I get in front of a patient today? How can I make it happen? Not I can't, how do I do it? And like the same thing came up with my patient, John too, is his doctors are like, you'll never run again. And this past weekend, he was like, oh, I can't do Murph. And so I was like, no, 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 John, how can we do Murph? You're going to do it. 
It's just how, you know, and if you go into anything in your life that you want with that kind of mentality, you're going to get where you want to go. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. And it's so interesting because it's such a simple concept. It's like, just reach out to people. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so effective. It's so effective. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Do you have an idea for if and when you're going to do this again? So I've been thinking about that. And it is a big challenge, um, yeah. a big event to put on and everything. But I was thinking maybe sometime in like the fall or towards the end of the year, maybe we'll do mm-hmm. a 100 challenge like into the new year to kick things off with a bang because the energy is always really high at that time, which would be a fun time to do it. But I would say maybe later this year, definitely next year though. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about work life balance. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Well, you know, I think we joke about it, you know, and it's a lot of laughing so we don't cry, but (laughs) it is, it's super important, you know, and I think like there are a lot of people out there like you and me, you know, who are super driven and it is so easy to like let yourself get completely sucked into what you're doing, which on one hand is amazing because if you give 100% of your energy to something, you know, you're going to get the results that you want. But then on the other hand, it can really burn you out. Or, you know, you might start to resent what you're doing, or you start to miss out on stuff with family or friends or loved ones or whatever. And also, I keep trying to remember myself that this is not a race. There's no end destination. It's just about continual growth, continuing to get better, continuing to serve and just really like as woo woo as it sounds, is like, I want to enjoy being alive, enjoy my life, you know, like, that's kind of the point of all of this anyway. And so like starting to take steps in that direction of actually enjoying things, doing stuff that's fun outside of work can be really, really helpful. So like before this, Javi and I were just talking about our hobbies that we're planning. (laughs) So I don't know if you want to talk about your hobbies, and then I'll talk about mine. Sure. Yeah, we can definitely do that. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I think this is important because I've I've always seen it too. Like there's seasons of focus and seasons of balance. And for us in this new business, and really it's been almost a year now, but really going full time in the online business more recently, I think that it's kind of like that rocket ship where like in the beginning of your business, like, yeah, you have to work a lot and it's going to be more work than you were used to even doing in your full-time job right? But it's work with a purpose and it's for you, right? And it's and things will shift. It's not like you're constantly doing the same thing over and over again every single day. And that's your life for the next 40 years, which is, there's a big difference there. But I definitely feel like there is a point where you've built up so much and then you kind of just you start coasting and it's a really good feeling. And I think what's interesting though, is that because of all these habits that you've built into, obviously you, you're super driven and, and motivated and, and business is actually maybe not for everyone, but I know for Morgan and I, it's actually a lot of fun and we love... Yeah. We love like all the ins and outs of marketing and sales and systems and all this stuff. And we can geek out and talk about this stuff like literally all day, 24 seven. But you do have to kind of take that step back at some point and realize I'm a human. I have a social life. I have to (laughs) build relationships (laughs) because there's all these other parts in life too that are really important. And once you feel like get into the habit of like business, 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 it's, it's actually a little bit challenging to break it. And you find yourself in like when you start, you know, getting consistent clients, it's like, what do I do now? 
right? So, so for us, you know, we, we were talking about what, what hobbies are we going to do? So we actually did come up with a list of hobbies about a month ago and I still haven't done them. <laughs> One of them is chess. We bought a chess board. I used to do chess like in the fourth grade. I was in the chess club, but yeah, so we recently bought one. We haven't played it. So I got to get into that. Maybe I'll join a chess club again. And the second thing I was, I did drama for two years in a row in high school and I actually enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun and I'm naturally introverted, which is interesting, but, but yeah, so, so drama and acting, like that's another thing that I want to take on. And we found like a local, like stand-up comedy acting spot that I, I'm going to do at least once a month and we're going to hold each other accountable to that. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. That's going to be so much fun. It is. So tell us about your hobbies. <laughs> My hobbies. Yeah. And it's like, it's so weird because like, I feel like it used to be something where I would say like, oh yeah, like I'm interested in X, Y, Z, like whatever I do this, like outside of work, outside of school, but now it's difficult to think about. But I guess like some things that I have been into, I've crocheted on and off for a while. I'm currently working on a blanket for my sister that taken me four months the first thing the first thing that came to mind when you said crochet i pictured you hitting like the little ball with like the little mallet but that's 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 not the same thing (laughs) no that's not the same thing i was like that's so interesting i'm like morgan i never knew that about you that's so that's an interesting hobby to take (laughs) yeah i just like leave my like little work office every day and go in the backyard and like croquet But yeah, I've been working on my blanket now for four months. So that's been like a nice little hobby, but I'm about up to here with that now. (laughs) Um, Time to change things like what I'm doing. And I am thinking I used to go to CrossFit all the time. I've been mainly like working out in my gym. So I'm planning on trying out some new gyms, get back in the community, hang out with some friends again, and also look for like volleyball leagues local to me too. Cause I really miss like playing sports, not croquet though. I, that's not for me. <laughs> and let's see what else, I guess not really a hobby, but I mean, like one thing that I've always been super interested in too is paranormal stuff and like ghost hunting type stuff. So I did make plans to go ghost hunt Javi's apartment or your house because there's been flickering lights. So we'll see about that. Yeah, she's gonna come over with her Ghostbusters (laughs) uniform and a vacuum (laughs) attached to her back. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's that's awesome. (laughs) So Morgan, to change things up completely, what's been a big personal win in the last month? Big personal win in the last month, oh my gosh. Personal Um, win, business win. Yeah. Personal win, business win. Oh, well, actually, I think I, I think I told this to you before, but big kind of like personal and business combo win has been that in the last 12 months, like as of May, I have now made more money in my business than I did at my first physical therapy staff PT job, which is super, super cool. Is that like yes. a gong? <laughs> Just whistle bell. It's a bell. It's a bell. We'll get a gong soon. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, I just, I really love, you know, I love what I do, but like, even more than that, like, my, still, I think one of my favorite things is whenever like any of my like business coaching clients, other therapists and clinicians, whenever they get their first patient, I just like, completely lose it like it's so exciting to me 
And so like I did have somebody who just opened their practice last month, open the doors and she got her first patient the first week. And I was just like, this is it. You have this, you have this forever. Like you now know how to like make your own money, which is amazing and work with your own patients and everything. So I guess kind of both of those. Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. I know that I, I feel the same way. I feel like the clients that we work with, like when they get wins, like they're so much more meaningful than even our wins. So that that's yeah. so cool. So what are your plans? What's your vision for your life and business? And let's say the next five years. Ooh, hard hitting question. I am trying to work on like thinking a little bit more long term. I feel like also kind of just what you were saying, you know, even like the first couple of years that you're in business, you're kind of in this state of mind where you're always thinking about like, three months, like six months, like really like short term timeframes. I mean, it's kind of hard to get out of that because you're like, okay, well, I need patience right now. You know, I need income right now. So like, what can I do right now to make it happen? And sometimes it's hard to think like a little bit more long term. So I am working on that. But let's see, I guess one thing that would be really important to me that hopefully we can do is my fiance, Kyle, he is a physical therapist at a hospital right now. So my goal would be to try to retire him or at least get him to PRN so that we can do a little bit more traveling. And our family, like between my family and his, are spread from Hawaii to Maine. So like we have people all over the place and it would be really nice to be able to go visit everybody, you know, once a year. And I would just really like to help as many other healthcare providers as I can start their own little solo practices because like there's just so much that you can do with it you know whether you just do it to learn new skills and help patients when you can or whether you're trying to create like a whole business and company to support yourself full time there's just there's a really a lot that you can do and so I know it's a little vague still need to think about like five years out but those are kind of a couple of things that I've thought about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm sure he's going to be extremely happy to be retired. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. So I know we're finishing up now and uh, this has been so much fun, Morgan, as always. If you had to kind of sum it up to like your top one or two pieces of advice and words of wisdom for healthcare professionals who are looking to start their own business, what would it be? My like go-to and my favorite is just do it. Don't think about it. Just jump off the cliff. Just do it. Make the decision and, you know, figure it out as you go. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is that you find out you don't like it. And then you just carry on, you know, in your regular position, your regular job, whatever it is. But if you have like even like the slightest inkling that it's something that you would be interested in. And like I said, a successful business can look like whatever you want. You know, it could be like one client a year. It could be a million clients a year. (laughs) Like whatever you want it to be is totally fine. But like the slightest inclination to try it, start tomorrow. You know, there's no reason to put it off. And like one thing that a lot of people tell me, and I'm sure that you get this too, is that I need to get my ducks in a row first you know, to make sure I'm ready to do this. And I guess that would kind of be the the other thing to remember is you'll never be ready. And like, even when you start your business and you're thinking about like the next thing that you need to do in order to grow, you're never going to be ready then either. You know, even if you're running like a multi-billion dollar business, you know, whatever the next step is, you'll probably never be ready for that either. But like, there just, there really is no time 
like the present. There are so many people out there who need your help on what you can offer. And so just jump in because when you do and you give yourself fully to doing this thing, you will also most likely land amongst a group of people just like you who are super supportive and ready to help you the entire way. And even if you are a solopreneur and a solo practitioner, you'll never be alone. Just do it. Come see me or Javi and we'll help you do it. So just jump in and it'll be a blast. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love the getting your ducks in a row. Like ducks don't just get in a row. <laughs> like You have to put them in a row or <laughs> the the mama duck, the daddy duck has to start and lead the way. So you got to lead the way. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So Morgan, do you mind sharing with everyone where they can keep up with you if they'd like to learn more about you and your work? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So you can definitely find me on Facebook. Feel free to friend me, send me a message. And my website is morganmeese.com. Now we'll have all the most up-to-date information about what I'm doing, what services I have, what resources I have for you guys. And then currently my Facebook group is called DPT to CEO. That does have a history of changing the title, (laughs) but if you're ever lost, just find me on Facebook and I'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. And I'm excited. Feel free to reach out. Yeah. I know you said you had some goodies. Do you have like a main freebie that you recommend people look for? Yeah. So the one that I have right now is called, so you want to start a telehealth practice and you can get that if you jump in my Facebook group, the DPT to CEO Facebook group. And inside there, while it is kind of like geared more towards like telehealth or virtual stuff, it also contains a list of all the stuff that you need in order to start your practice. So again, if you're a list person like I am, I would definitely recommend grabbing that because it'll it'll help you get started. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Morgan. This was a blast. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. If you are tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you are ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you are going to want to head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider. And there you will find over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is only available for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.